The offensive line was an area of inconsistency, but generally had its moments in the 2021 football season for Texas Tech. But heading into 2022, there are a lot of new faces coming into the program and a lot of reason to be excited about this offensive line heading into the year. I'll break down exactly who the new faces are and what the projected starting lineup is on today's episode of Locked on Texas Tech. Our Locked on Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on to Locked On Texas Tech. I am your host, Emery Lida, back again today. With a new camera, some new looks, heard about it being in the fog. I do appreciate all of the feedback. It was something I've been working on, but I'm glad to be able to have a little bit of a clearer picture today on this fr- on this Thursday evening, Friday morning, if you are on the audio side of things, and getting ready to get back into the preview side of things. I covered the NC State preview with Kenton Gibbs on Tuesday. If you have not seen that, you can go ahead and check that out on the YouTube and wherever you get your podcast as well as the position previews. You can check out the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver previews that are already posted on the channel. Those had some good insights onto them, but today we're going to be taking a look at the offensive line. But before we get into all of that, I have to say today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Where it starts for Texas Tech football this season is arguably up front, where last season you had quite a bit of inconsistency. The sack number didn't look too bad. You only allowed 16 sacks over the course of the entire season with three different quarterbacks, which was pretty impressive. And considering the amount of dropbacks that Tech had over the course of the year, you're you're talking about an offense that ended up running upwards of 400 passing attempts. You had an offense that ran quite a lot of passing concepts. And so for them to only allow 16 sacks is pretty impressive. I mean, looking across the line, some of the numbers from offensive linemen, like Caleb Rogers, who we'll get into in a second, pretty impressive to have over 450 snaps at the left tackle position and really not allow that much pressure at all. But heading into the 2022 season, there are some things that need to be cleaned up. So Getting started with our year interview of the 2021 year, you have to look at the pressures allowed, which was kind of a little bit of a negative impact for Tech. You had 111 total pressures, not ideal. It amounts to almost 10 per game. And that doesn't seem like a lot, but when you consider that a lot of games Tech had somewhere between 20 to 30 attempts, you're talking about a pressure rate somewhere between 20 and 30%. And if you look at this offensive line as a whole, the run blocking as well left a lot to be desired. I mean, there were some certain strengths to it. Strongly running up the middle last year, we saw a lot of zone concepts that worked out well. Taj Brooks and Stradrick Thompson ended the season really well in the Liberty Bowl with a lot of successful runs up the middle. But the outside, the tackles left a bit to be desired, specifically looking at the right side of the line. And if you look at last season as a whole, this is something that I feel like is going to be really critical to to adjust and look at. Because TJ Stormont was the left tackle. He's now gone. Caleb Rogers, I misspoke. He's the right, he was the right tackle last year. He is going to be really put into an interesting position this year. So it's going to be critical for him to 
continue to adjust his ability as a run blocker. We saw him take steps forward last year. PFF had him graded as a run blocker that was more or less average, wasn't great by any means. I mean, you look down the list and he was 40th out of 42nd of any tech players that recorded a run block and was really last of the offensive lineman with a grade of 53.2. And it's really hard to quantify run blocking. So that's something to keep in mind. His pass blocking, blocking, as I mentioned, was really good, only lying four sacks. But as a whole, this tech offensive line was a little bit hit or miss with the run blocking, specifically down in the red zone. I feel like that's something that could be cleaned up a little bit. But you lose TJ Stormont from last year, which a lot of people had strong opinions on Stormont. I think that is kind of the main takeaway. I'm more or less indifferent. I feel like Stormont had some strengths in his ability, but also made a lot of mistakes. Obviously, the transfer from TCU came in and struggled with a lot of penalties, had 10 penalties, which is four more than any other Tech offensive lineman. He's now gone this year, and there's something to be said about his experience at the left tackle position, but he's in some ways a guy that you really kind of struggled with throughout the year, so it's not the end of the world. Ethan Card as well, another guy that kind of struggled, but you bring back Weston Wright, you bring back Caleb Rogers. The biggest loss you have on this offensive line is Dawson Deaton who last year was a very effective run blocker and pass blocker at the center position. And he's kind of given you continuity at the center position in the last couple of years. Now that's not going to be the case. You had a rotating cast of quarterbacks in, which made it difficult to kind of get protection set. I feel like that might have been contributing to some of the inconsistencies. But Deaton was always a set force for that offensive line. And it's going to be tough to lose him. That's going to be the main position you're going to have to replace. Weston Wright, as I mentioned, returned. He'll be... Kind of entrenched, I believe, on the right guard position as well as that Caleb Rogers going to be on the left tackle. So shifting back to where he was as a freshman year, if you recall back to 2020, kind of take took over the position from Ethan Card after Card struggled a little bit throughout the early parts of the season. So for Rogers, this is his third year. I feel like he might be more comfortable back on the left side. If I remember correctly, back to his high school tape, that was where he kind of excelled at. So him being back at the left tackle position seems to be his natural fit. It's what the staff reportedly want him to be at, but it would be interesting. I mean, it's nothing said in stone as of yet, but Rodgers being at left tackle or at right tackle gives you a guy that at a minimum was a good pass blocker last year. And if he can develop in the run blocking, could be a really solid pick, a really solid pick as one of your most consistent offensive linemen. He also was representing Tech at Big 12 Media Days, so that is reason to believe that he might be a guy that the staff believes heavily in. And then Weston Wright, a guy who kind of had a little bit of an uneventful season last year, but he was dependable. I mean, you look over the course of the season, he played over 400, or he played over 700 snaps, excuse me, and or actually 803 to be exact. I was doing off, off the top of my head, but 803 total snaps last season, which is quite a lot. He was the guy at the right guard, or at the, yeah, the right guard position. Played nearly all of Tech's snaps at that position, so... A lot of reliability for Rod or for Weston Wright. And I mean, I think between him and Rodgers, you have a dependable couple of guys coming back from last season on the offensive line. But coming into this year, you're going to need some new faces to replace guys like Dawson Dean and TJ Stormer. And there's good reason to believe that Texas Tech has done just that heading into the season. We're going to cover that and take a look at some of the new faces on this offensive line. But first, we have a message from our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one source, online source for odds, lines, and games. 
Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Formula One, Esports, and even golf, whether that be the LIV League or the PGA Tour. Both of those have odds on Bet Online, which continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, sports scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action. Happening today, bet online where the game starts. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On has given you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers of Bet Online. Available now, you can check out all the way down to the top 10, which will get released by the time this is up on the audio version of things wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, and you can check out what all of Locked On NFL's favorite hosts have to say about the list. And I have to say that list, including Jared Goff and Marcus Mariota in the outskirts of the top 30, kind of makes me a little bit confused, to be honest. I saw that yesterday, and obviously they've continued to release a lot of quarterbacks taking up the 11 through 30 range. Guys like Derek, Derek Carr, uh, Teddy Bridgewater as well. You've seen other guys in that list. Matt Ryan with the Colts coming in. All those guys have found their themselves in the or in the 11th to 30th range. And I just think maybe there's a little bit of an overvalue of quarterbacks in this list. Personally, I mean, obviously the lockdown NFL guys do really good stuff. You can check them all out. But a lot of underrated, in my opinion, a little bit of underrating for the offensive line. And if you look at how Texas Tech has brought in talent this season it makes sense of how much of a premium the offensive line as we've seen in the past it can make or break a quarterback in the passing game as well as provide many opportunities in the running game and Stephen Hamby a guy that knows that better than anybody else I mean you look at his pedigree and it is spectacular looking back to what he has done he was a grad assistant at Texas Tech from 2013 obviously a Texas Tech grad played on the Mike Leach teams, was offensive line, starting offensive line for several years, ended up going thir- ended up going 37 and 16 over his playing career. Since then, though, he's been a grad assistant at Tech, like I mentioned, went to Bowling Green to coach under Mike Jinks. Then Western Kentucky, where he was an offensive quality control assistant. And then finally, last season, he finally got the promotion to be the offensive line coach and his first season as an offensive line coach was incredible. The highest rated PFF passer or the highest rated PFF pass blocking grade in the country belonged to Western Kentucky last year. They had four offensive linemen named to one of the three conference teams or honorable mention teams for the Conference USA, including Cole Spencer, who transfers in as a grad transfer from Western Kentucky. I believe he played a lot of tackle there. I'll check that in just a second, but certainly a guy that has a lot of experience, a versatile offensive lineman, and coming along with him, be someone that's very familiar with Zach Kitley's system from his time at Western Kentucky. There's a lot of reason to be optimistic. I mean, his pass blocking grade last season, a 90.7 over the course of 980 snaps total, only allowed two sacks and six hurries, 12 pressures, and 724 dropbacks. That is in remarkable stats and I mean you look at what Spencer was able to do last season and it's really just remarkable this season seems like he's probably going to get shifted into the interior line it's something that we know that he can play from past experience at Western Kentucky and if you look at sort of his snap breakdown 
last season he was almost exclusively playing on the outside at Western Kentucky. I mean, 975 of his 980 snaps came at the tackle position. And then the year before that as well. But it's something that he supposedly has experience at looking back throughout his career, even though he's been a left tackle. But certainly you expect him to be on the left side of the line. That is to be certain. So Cole Spencer is a guy that you know has a very high pedigree. I mean, looking at the last three years, he's had a PFF grade over 80 every single time. One of the best pass blockers in the country, and he's coming straight to Texas Tech. And almost to the point where you'd wonder if maybe it's worth shifting him to the left tackle position, playing Caleb Rogers at the right tackle, and just taking on the elite skill. But some of the rumors that we've been hearing out of camp, and especially in the spring, was that a guy like Monroe Mills from Oklahoma State, a guy that was in their program for two years, has turned some heads. I don't know if that's going to mean that he's going to be starting at the right tackle. You could also see Ty Buchanan, a guy that's been in the program for a while. Ethan Carter's there as well, but I highly doubt he's going to get any sort of meaningful playtime. But Monroe Mills is a guy that I would expect is going to factor into the rotation at the right tackle position. Again, transfer from Oklahoma State. He's got really good size at 6'7". He's someone that has experience at the tackle position. So that's something... Reportedly, there's a lot of optimism around him in the program. I mean, just looking at what he can do, that some that is something that should give you confidence. Again, a guy from Oklahoma State, a lot of a lot of optimism around him. You also bring in Dennis Wilburn as well, and in addition to that, Cade Briggs. Both of those guys have quite a bit of experience, and I guess you could say. Um, hype behind them. Cade Briggs is probably the most versatile guy on this offensive line. Went to New Mexico. We covered this back when Ryan and I were hosting this thing a while back when you first got added on to the program. Someone that really kind of played all over the offensive line. A lot of run blocking experience there. New Mexico ran a very run heavy system. So don't know exactly how that's going to factor in, but you expect he's going to be someone that factors in at the center position taking over for Dawson D, and it wouldn't surprise me if you saw quite a bit of that. You also have Michael Shanahan coming in as well. He fa- he should factor in on the outside more than likely. So these are all guys that are going to be factoring into your team. And in general, this offensive line is going to be very transfer heavy. And, I mean, looking at the team as a whole, you have quite a bit of grad transfers, but Texas Tech as a team is someone that has really – or it's a team that's really kind of loaded up on offensive line. I mean, you look at what Shanahan has done in the past. He's someone, obviously, a transfer coming into the program. And I mean, there's a lot of optimism around him. Obviously, his brother was someone that was heavily recruited, ended up ended up getting quite a bit of traction. Tech isn't in there. Tech is not in his brother's. Or, wow, what am I saying? Tech was not in his brother's top five, but Shanahan from UT Martin is a guy that you have a lot of confidence in. But really, as of now, I would say that he's maybe the third transfer in line behind, or the fourth transfer in line behind Briggs and Monroe Mills, as well as Cole Spencer, who's obviously kind of the star of that addition or of those additions. But certainly, I mean, just a lot of depth for this offensive line. And I think that really... You're looking at a team that going forward is going to have quite a bit. Dennis Wilburn, obviously, I mentioned him. The Juco transfer, someone that should bring in some depth into the offensive guard. But I would say more than likely you're looking at a starting a starting lineup of 
Monroe Mills, Weston Wright, Cole Spencer, Cade Briggs, and then Caleb Rogers at the left tackle position. But we'll see. There's a lot of stuff up in the air on that. I'm going to make my predictions for the offensive line and set some expectations. Coming up next, but first, I have a message from some of our sponsors. Back talking about offensive line for Texas Tech heading into the 2022 football season. And really, it comes down to just taking a look at how the new additions can get integrated into this line, as well as looking at some of the returners, because you have a lot of experience on this line. It might not have been a Texas Tech, but Cole Spencer, someone with nearly 3,000 snaps over the course of his college career. Cade Briggs has played many different positions at New Mexico, Michael Shanahan was an all-FCS type of player at the at UT Martin. You bring in Dennis Wilburn as well, a guy from the JUCO ranks that has quite a bit of experience. You have Caleb Rogers and Weston Wright as well. Both of those guys are going to be guys that have multiple years of experience with your program. So there's a lot of experience on this offensive line. It's just getting them to gel all together that I think is going to be kind of the most critical factor for Texas Tech. And the lineup is going to be interesting. I mentioned in the last segment, I think my preview for the starting five is going to be Monroe Mills, Weston Wright, Cade Briggs, Cole Spencer, Caleb Rogers. I could easily see Monroe Mills getting, getting passed up for someone else like a Michael Shanahan. Um, I could also see maybe a younger guy like a Ty Buchanan, even a Sheridan Wilson kind of factoring into that lineup as well. But you never really know. I mean, this offensive line, young offensive line, there's a lot of development curve. A guy like Caleb Rogers. It took a little bit to develop, but he was able to start in his first year at Texas Tech. But then other guys, guys like Travis Bruffy, took a couple of years to kind of get onto the seat, onto the scene. So with the steep amount of learning curve that goes with being an offensive lineman, there is a lot of projection out there. So for me, the safest route is to just look at some of the experienced guys. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how the center position gets filled. Cade Briggs seems to be the odds-on favorite to start there. But you never know. Cole Spencer as well starting at left guard is something that intrigues me. Obviously, he was a really good left tackle at Western Kentucky. So it's going to be interesting to see how he factors in there. Because obviously, if you just take his experience at Western Kentucky, you would assume that he's your best possible left tackle. But it seems like the staff has confidence in Caleb Rogers there. So it'll be interesting. But with Cole Spencer playing guard, if he's able to translate that, that's a really good thing. Because you know Rogers can be an above-average pass blocker. You know, on the outside as well, you have the potential to run Monroe Mills, run Michael Shanahan, and if all else fails, you could shift Cole Spencer back out there. So there's a number of different options on the offensive line, but barring injuries, which you know there's always going to be some injuries on the line just with the amount of contact that goes on down there, I think the biggest thing to expect is just consistency from this offensive line because that's what's plagued Tech in the past. You look back to last season, Oklahoma State was a disaster of a game from an offensive line standpoint. Look at some of the other games. Kansas State sticks out as a game where Tech's offensive line struggled. West Virginia in the run game was a little bit rough. And then even dating back to the start of the season, you start off really good against Houston. You had some good moments against a team and Stephen F. Austin. But then FIU, you kind of struggled in the run game, really good in the pass game. Texas, really good pass blocking, allowed for deep downfield passing opportunities. Running game was not there at all. West Virginia game, you had some good pass blocking. Henry Columbia hardly got sacked, but the run game was kind of hit or miss. The point of that is that last season, you never really knew what you were going to get from the offensive line. It was kind of really good at points, and at other points, left a lot to be desired. Desired, excuse me. And 
you add all of that in. And so for me, the biggest thing, offensive line has to stay consistent. I think with the amount of passing that Zach Kelly is supposedly going to be doing, it's important to make sure that the pass blocking is there. You don't want to have to go through multiple quarterbacks if you can help it. And the run blocking, you have two really good running backs coming back in Taj Brooks and Sir Thompson. Both of those guys have had good blocking in the past. We've seen them stand out for 100-yard games. Just need that to continue. If that happens, the Tech's offensive line and their offense in general is going to be in a really good shape. And you have the talent there. You have Cole Spencer, who was a really good offensive lineman at Western Kentucky. You have someone in Monroe Mills, who is pretty highly touted coming into Oklahoma State, has all the talent there. You have Caleb Rogers, who has shown good flashes over the course of those two seasons. And if you can put together a really good third season, might be on the NFL draft radar. So there's a lot of reason to be optimistic in this offensive line. But you just have to see it from a game-to-game standpoint, because if they can put it together game after game, this unit has potential to be in the top five in the Big 12. I think that has to be the expectation. Low number of sacks, generally highly graded. If you can avoid the penalties that we saw from TJ Stormont last year, that might be a very big benefit. So in general, if the offensive line can keep it clean and consistent, it should help in Zach Kittley's first year as an offensive coordinator, as well as in Stephen Hamby's first year as the offensive line coach. So that is all the offensive line preview is done. I think it will be an interesting group to follow. Quite a bit of change from last season, which... As we get a lot further into the preview, certainly linebackers, the other position that really sticks out with a lot of change from the 2021 season. So stay on the lookout for that. That should be coming out in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, first off, you can check out all of our previous previews. I did the quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers all of the last three weeks. Check those out in the YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. You can also really look at any episode you want on Locked on Texas Tech on YouTube. You can subscribe. We really appreciate the subscribers. I think a few over the last few days. Appreciate the content. I'm going to try to get the video situation better. Obviously, today was a good first start with the camera. Let me know how you guys like that in the comments. Didn't want to hear about me having fog because I understand it was an issue I completely understood. And I was trying to get the fix on that for quite a bit of time. Had to get some money. Had to be able to support that with a new camera because it was something to do with the camera on my computer. So I do apologize for that and the lack of quality. But hey, new era of Locked On Texas Tech. We're ready for it. We're going to get the videos continuing to flow out in the upcoming week. Got to have another football preview coming up next week and have the defensive line preview. And haven't quite figured out, but I might be talking more about the TCU beef because let me tell you, bringing in some cactuses, cacti to the TCU football office is hilarious you've seen such a complete and utter trend on social media bringing in the cacti below the desert flow to texas tech football and texas tech athletics in general there's no better time to be a red raider fan on twitter and if you want to follow me on twitter you can follow me eddie racer 41 see what sort of cacti stuff i'm up to had some fun with some ghosts yesterday if you want to follow the official locked on texas tech account on twitter you can follow it at locked on ttu you can, subscribe, you can subscribe to YouTube, as I mentioned before. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. And if you want a second listen, because Locked On Texas Tech isn't enough, you can listen to the Locked On Big 12 channel, where host Josh Neighbors goes, goes live every day, providing 30 minutes of great analysis on Big 12 games and Big 12 news. And you have the roundtable coming up every week with hosts such as myself from around the Locked On Podcast Network. Delivering you the best of news. So Locked On Big 12, make it your second listen. 
And for now, you can see you locked on Texas Tech next week. I will be back on Monday, so see you then.